Today's sikha is on the topic of hakel, which is in taught in Parshas Vayelach. And it's a Rashi sikha, where we're going to focus on the details that Rashi chooses to include in his pirush, in his commentary on the, on the Chumash, and why the various other details that are mentioned in the Gemara and in the Mishnah are omitted from this Rashi. And it's going to boil down to those details that are relevant in Pshutish Mikra, Rashi brings, and those that aren't, Rashi does not bring. And we're going to see how each and every detail that Rashi does bring is precise and helps us understand the Pasuk exactly. So let's begin. The first paragraph is a sort of introduction to the Sikha. With regard to the Mitzvah Hakel, the Mishnah and the Gemara state Kama Pratim various details. Rashi of the Parsha Seinu. However, Rashi in our Parsha, Zok Nor Pratim Achodim Binyinze only brings uh, a select few details on this topic. Based on that, we're going to learn, we're going to know which of these details are necessary by Hakel according to Pshutish Shomikra and which aren't. So let's go back to the beginning. Rashi is quoting the words, you should read this Torah, which is, uh, from the parashas Vayelech, Vavoykol Yisroel, Leroyz is Pnei Hashem Alekecha, when all the Yidden will come to see the face of Hashem, Bamakim Hashem Yivchar, in the place that the Ebesher will choose, Tikra Esa Teira Azais, you should read this Teira, Neged Kol Yisroel, to all of the Yidden, Be'oznehem, in their ears. So Rashi quotes these words, when it's Mepharish, and Rashi says like this, HaMelech Hoyoker, the king would read, Mitchilas Eile HaDvarim, from the beginning of Chumish Dvarim, as it is spelled out in the Gemara in Mishnayis, on a wooden platform, that they would build in the Azara. These details are also mentioned in the Mishnah Mishnah. The Mishnah has more details that Rashi does not mention. How the Torah was passed to the king. Which specific parshias the king read. The brachis, the blessings that the king gave after he finished reading the Torah. These are all examples of things that are mentioned in the Mishnah that Rashi and Chumash does not mention. And the reason why Rashi does not mention these details is understood very simply. Rashi's role when he, in his commentary on Torah is to translate and explain the, the verses, the psukim. And not to bring down the various different details of the mitzvahs. So therefore Rashi brings certain details and not others. However, he's not moving on. But still not understood. In other words, the idea that Rashi will only bring some details and not others makes sense to us because Rashi is only going to bring those, those details that are relevant to the Psukim. 
But what we don't understand is why does Rashi mention these details that he does mention? Number one, what's the proof to these details? Where do you see that the king would read? Where do you see that he read from Chumashvarim? Where do you see that there was a bima shalait, there was a wooden platform, etc., etc.? How do these details help us understand the psukim? In other words, when there's a question in the Pasik, Rashi brings in certain details that help us answer that question. What's, what's missing in the Pasik? What don't we understand that Rashi needs to bring these details and how do they answer these questions? So the beginning of Rashi that Rebbe is going to say now is not so problematic. It's understood. It's the second half that we're going to have an issue with. The first part of Rashi that the king would read from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim is verstandik, is understood why Rashi brings it. Number one, das is der Abteich, sorry, das is der Abteich von die Werte, welche seine gesagt gewaren, liye Yeshua, und zu Zikne Yisrael, tikras atera hazes. Earlier, the Pasuk indicates that Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Yeshua and to the elders of the Jewish people. And what does he say? He says, So Rashi's first line is going to be a translation and an explanation of this, word, of this line. The fact that it says you should read in the singular form. So who is this individual to whom we are speaking? It's the same individual to whom we are going to say in the next psukim, hakil, to gather the yidin, which is also written in the singular form. It would have to be an individual that has the ability and the power to gather the people. The one person who can do this is the king. So obviously if it says tikra, loshin, yachi, tikra in the singular form, it's talking about a king. So therefore we know that ha-melech ha So that's how Rashi knows that, the, that it's the king that would read. And Rashi is saying, who is tikra? The king. Un beiz, es ha-toira the Pasik says this toira, meint, and Rashi here is quoting a Pasik from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, es ha-toira ha-zois Hashem Alekeinu. These are two psukim in the beginning of Dvarim. So it doesn't mean literally this Torah. It means from the psukim that say the words of Torah which is in the beginning of Dvarim. And therefore Rashi says because that's the taich according to Rashi of these words in the Pasuk. So when it says tikra satayra azois, tikra means the king, and satayra azois means from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim. And therefore, this part of Rashi is understood to us. But the continuation of Rashi, that it was on a wooden platform that was made in the Azorah, these didn't seem to have no connection, no direct connection to the understanding of the Pasuk. And therefore the question is, why does Rashi bring in these details in the Rashi if they seemingly have no connection to the Pasuk? In Siv Beis, the Rabbi is going to address the Kedisim Masech Seita. The Rabbi is going to suggest that maybe Rashi is just trying to give us a way of, of a glimpse into understanding the Hakil event, what took place 
uh, what was going on, and the Rebbe is going to refute that suggestion for various, for a number of reasons. Maybe we can say that in this case, Rashi is notifying us how we could find out what, what took place at this Hakel event. Since this only took place during the time that the Mesmingus was standing, and the, and the five-year-old student of Chumash doesn't know, it wasn't there, he doesn't know what took place. And even when the base figures were standing, it also was only once in seven years. It wasn't a common event. So it's not something that was spoken about a lot. So the student might wonder what actually took place. The Rebbe's of Drasha Kedisim Mesech Tasaita, Rashi says, as it is written in Mesech Tasaita, as the protiv from Mitzvah was Rashi Zoknit, that those details that Rashi does not mention, Zain and Do, they do exist. And if you want to learn about them, you can learn in Mesech Tasaita. So Rashi is basically saying, uh, I'll give you some details, but I, but there was much. There, there are many more details that are very very beautiful, and you may want to know them. Go look at Masechta Seita. The Pirush is of a nitoy skeleton, but this Pirush is not a very very strong explanation. But Aleph Kiyu Mitzvah Hakel is asach einfacher v'asach andere mitzvahs. V'zanek etongi v'anam beis amikdush. The fulfillment of the mitzvah of Hakel is much simpler, much more basic than some of the other mitzvahs that took place in the beis amikdush. On hebendik mitakravas akarbonis akayitzvah. For example, the mitzvah of bringing karbonis that had many many details. There was many different kinds of karbonis and what has to be done, what was burnt on the mizbeach, etc. etc. There's, there's a very complex. Uh, we don't find anywhere that Rashi should say, if you want to know what took place, look and look, listen to this Gemara. That's not Rashi's job, and Rashi doesn't do that. If Rashi was just here to tell us that, that there's more details to look at Saita, that's sort of out of Rashi's purview. Base, laid them. If that, another question, another reason why this can't be what Rashi is trying to accomplish here, because if that was the case, Rashi should have sufficed and stopped at these words as it is written in the Masechta Why does Rashi bring the details that it was in the Azara that was on a, on a wooden platform? If Rashi is trying to tell us that there's more details, go look at Masechta Saita and say, go look at Masechta Saita and that's it. Why does Rashi have to tell us more details? Gimel. Thirdly, Rashi should have written these words either in the very beginning to say, it says that the king would read, etc., etc., or at the very end of the Pirush, even if Rashi for some reason is including the fact that it was a Bimashalait, so it was a wooden platform, etc., Rashi could have then at the end said, and for more details, look at Masechta Seita. Nita Reinstein does Be'emtza, but not as Rashi does, to put it in the middle of Rashi. From the way Rashi structures it, it seems to imply, that the reference to Masechta Seita is referring to that which was said earlier, that the king would read from the Chumash of Dvarim, the way Rashi structures it, he says, the king would read from the Dvarim, as it says in Masechta Seita, 
it was on a wooden platform. The fact that Rashi puts it in the middle seems to imply that the Kedisim Masech Taseita is referring specifically to the first part of Rashi, even though the second part of Rashi is also written in Masech Taseita. So if Rashi was just here to tell us that we should look in Masech Taseita, to understand the whole process of the of the Hakil event, the Rashi should have put these words at the very end or at the very beginning of the Rashi. So therefore, we, we, we still have our question, why Rashi brings the second part of the fact that it was a Bima Shalait, a wooden platform in the Azara. We also don't understand why Rashi brings Kedisim Seita, and why within that itself, why after he said Kedisim Seita, he brings the fact that it was a Bima Shalait, etc., etc. And if he's going to tell us to look at Masech Seita, why does he place it in the middle of the Rashi and not in the beginning or the end? In Sif Gimel, we're going to go back to the first half of Rashi. We're going to say that even though we explained uh, in, the, in Sif Aleph that we understand that first part, and, not, and the Rebbe here is going to actually elaborate on that explanation, there are still, uh, there are still some details that remain not understood. Even in the beginning of Rashi, which we said previously that it's understood to us, there's still more to understand. First, let's, under, let, let's know, let's understand what we do understand. And then we'll go to what we don't understand. The fact that the king would read that we understand. We can understand how Rashi deduces this from Canal, as we mentioned earlier. From the word Tikr Lashon Yachid, other Mefarshim Zagan, or as the Mefarshim explained this more elaborately, in the Friyid, the Kapasik Shaykh Vaitzav Moshe Oisam. Earlier it says Moshe commanded them Lashon Rabbim in the plural form. And in this Pasik it says you should read the Torah in the singular form. Darf Ben Zagan, therefore you must conclude, as Dodd Sikh Moshe given to Einam Amyuchid, that Moshe at this point turned to one unique individual. And since earlier Psukim, it also mentions that Moshe, not only Moshe was speaking to them, but Moshe called out to Yehoshua, is Mistaber Azaradoskizok to Yehoshua. So it makes a lot of sense to say that who was this unique individual to whom Moshe turned it was Yehoshua. As Rashi says, Yeshua at that time was the spokesperson for the generation. He was the king, the leader of the generation. So it makes sense that when if, if, if Moshe is turning to one person to read the Torah, he's turning to Yeshua. So that part is understood. The Amelech HaYakedah is, is learned from Tikra Lashon Yachid. Also, the fact that he was reading from the beginning of Eilat Vodim, we understand the source to that, as we mentioned previously in Sivaluf, because it says, which is a reference to a Pasuk in the beginning of Dvarim. And on this we can add, Rashi is not just telling us what was read, Rashi is clarifying something very specific. This expression, is also written to Psukim earlier. That Moshe wrote the entire Torah and he gave it to the Kayan of Levi. And over there it means that he concluded the entire Torah, not just Dvarim. So Rashi has to clarify as domain as 
Rashi has to explain that we're talking about Chumis Dvarim and not the entire Teira because the same words were used just two Pesukim earlier where over there it meant the entire Teira. So it's very possible that the person would make the mistake and think that also over here it means the entire Teira. Therefore Rashi has to clarify to us that as a Teira Azais means Chumis Dvarim as, as he understands from the words as a Teira Azais in the beginning of Dvarim. So these two details are understood. A tikra means the king, and as a teira means dvarim, that we understand. The shaili is over. However, we have two things that we have to understand. Aleph number one. If you have two psukim earlier, a pasik as a teira and it means the entire teira. So what is Rashi's source within psuti shalmikra, within the understanding of the psukim, that it means chumish dvarim? In other words, we know that there's a pasuk as a teira azais in the beginning of dvarim, but we also have as a teira azais over here, which means the entire teira. So how does Rashi know that this is chumish dvarim and, and not the whole teira? We can't organize of them bring You can't explain that this is why Rashi Rashi references mesechta seita made in the case of mesudah shomikra veisman does take need that as that as azais state mesechta seita, implying that we take don't know from mesudah shomikra that you read chumish dvarim. But this is what it says in Mesech Tasaita. So Rashi brings it here. We can't say that. Because then the question is, we're back to square one. Because according to Pesut Mikra, it's not clear. Why would I translate th- th- these words to mean and not, not that it means the entire Torah as it meant just two Pesukim ago. In other words, it's okay for the Mishnah Masech to say one thing, and for Pesut Yishol to say something else. We're only looking at the words of the Pesukim. We're not looking at the, at the Pratim of the Dinim of the Halachas, etc., etc. We're looking at the Pesukim. We're in the Pesukim. Is there an indication that as a Teira Azais means Chumish Dvarim and not the whole Teira? That's, no, that, that's number one, uh, something that needs to be clarified, needs to be answered, base. Since the, 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 the words... The, the words the Pasuk chooses is this Torah. Rashi should have used words that are consistent in his, in his translation. He should have used words that are consistent with the words of the Pasuk. If the Pasuk uses the word he should have said, the king would read Mishnah Torah. Other, safer, or this book. It says in the Pasuk, read uh, this Torah. So he says, This Torah means this Sefer, Sefer Dvarim. But why, why, where, why does Rashi change, go so far away from the Lashon HaKosov to tell us where, the, where he would begin? He's beginning at the beginning of Dvarim. So Rashi could have said, he reads Chumish Dvarim. But how would he say it? Mishnah Torah or Sefer Zem, which is more consistent with the Pasuk. And you would know that you read Chumish Dvarim. Obviously, you start from the beginning. So these are the two these these are the two points. And again, we can't say that Rashi chooses this these words because this is what the Mishnah says and this is how it's brought in halacha. But but we can't say that because as we mentioned numerous times already in the Sikha, Rashi's role is not to, 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 to inform us of the details of the dinim of the laws of HaKel. His role is to touch the words of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, 
Rashi is teaching, and he should he should use words that are consistent or closer to the pasuk rather than use words that are brought in halacha or in the Mishnah. So the questions that we have, although we generally speaking we understand the first part of Rashi that Tikra means the king, and as Atayrazayis means Dvarim, what we don't understand is why Rashi, uh, uh, how Rashi Taken knows that it is. Dvarim and not the whole Torah, and why Rashi uses the expression mitchilas ela advarim from the beginning of the Chumash Dvarim. In Sifdal, the Rebbe is going to give the beer, and as very often the Rebbe does in Rashi Sichis, the Rebbe is going to find one word in Rashi that seems to be superfluous. In that word lies the entire message of Rashi, and once we understand the message of Rashi, we'll understand how every detail that Rashi brings is necessary and relevant to the understanding of the Psukim, and that's why Rashi brings each of these details, and the Rebbe is going to take us by the hand and walk us through this Rashi in the most beautiful, beautiful way. Siv Dalit. There be because to understand all of this, we'll understand by first prefacing a nuance in the words of Rashi. Hamelech Hoyokeda. The king would read, not the king read or the king reads, the king would read. Seemingly, he's not telling us the dinim here. Rather, as we said numerous times already, he's just translating the words of the Pasuk. So what he should, what Rashi could have done is just give us the translation, the explanation. Tikra, you should read, which is the words from the Pasuk. Rashi could explain, Hamelach, the king. When you say the king would read, it sounds like a story. It seems to imply that Rashi is not just translating the Pasuk. Rather, he's, he's telling us the din that the king would read and, and in a way of how it would take place, how it would happen. What was the process of the mitzvah of Hakel? So, of course, the question is, we just explained a bunch, we just mentioned numerous times that Rashi is here to tell us the translation of the Pasuk, the meaning of the Pasuk, and not the dinim that are that are not relevant to the understanding of the Pasuk. So why all of a sudden does Rashi say, start telling us the process of how it was done that the king would read? Is the beer buzzer? And here is the beer. In order to understand this, we have to understand the flow of the Psukim that are leading up to these Psukim about Hakka. The basic understanding of the psukim, uh, the flow of the psukim in Paris of Yelech is as follows. As Meishu detailed, as Ben Meyav Esm Shana Nechayim, Meishu is telling them today, I am 120 years old. This is Meishu's final day on this earth physically. And Meishu is telling them what is going to be the mode of conduct after he passes away, after they will cross the yarding. The Moshe calls to Yeshua. And he tells him, Chazak ve'emot, strengthen yourself. You're the one who's going to bring these people into Eretz Yisrael. And you're the one who's going to inherit the land for them. And as a follow-up to that, Moshe finishes completing, he completes the writing of the Torah. And he gives it to the Koyan and B'nai Levi. And he gives it to the Torah. And then comes the commandment, the directive, Moshe commands them, the Yidin, at the end of seven years, when the Yidin come to see the face of Hashem, 
and you should read the Torah for them. Gather the people, the men, the women, the children, etc., etc. So this is the, the this is the flow of the psukim. First, Moshe is on his final day. He's telling them what's going to happen after he passes away. He calls Yeshua that he's he's the new leader. He writes the Torah for the Kayanim and, and he gives it to the Kayanim and then he gives them the mitzvah of Hakim. Is the pashtus so seemingly this commandment of Hakel is in continuation to the previous psukim and onzok to so the this commandment seems to be directed to the people and specifically to the kayanim to whom he has just given to whom he has just entrusted the Torah that he wrote. And then when he says you should read the Torah, which is said in the singular form, is Yeshua. This is a directive to Yeshua. That after seven years, after going into Eretz Yisrael, after the passing of Moshe, so Hakil, there should be a gathering of all the Yidden, and to inspire the Yidden. They should fear Hashem. They should observe all of the details of the Torah. And they will be inspired by Yeshua reading to them the entire Torah. Which Moshe just gave to the Karen of B'nai Levi. So there's three points over here that I would think, two of them we already know, but we really truly know that, that that's not the Pshat, but there's one that we don't know yet. In other words, number one, we think, uh, uh, not, 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 not in any specific order, but we think that Yeshua is the one who has to read it. We think that he should read the whole Torah, because it's Torah but also, we think, and this is not clear in this paragraph, but it's clear from the next paragraph, we think that it's a one-time thing. When it's Mikeit Sheva Shanim, at the end of seven years, you go into Eretz Yisrael, and Yeshua should read the Torah for the Yidden and inspire them. In order to negate this understanding of the Pasuk, Rashi says the king would read, from the beginning of Eilad Varim. Master Mitmach, their Klor with this Rashi is clarifying three points. As Aleph, das is given, as Zoi, das is given, as Zoi, venes is da melech. This took place whenever there was a king, a mitzvah ledeiris, it was a mitzvah for the generations to come. Need nor be kate seven shanim in the Sinechrus Alaris. It wasn't the one time thing seven years after they entered into Eretz Yisrael, but rather Hamelech, Hoyokeira. The king would read. Always, whenever there's a king, there's Hoyokeira, there is the reading of these, there's the Hakel and the reading of these parshias. Beis der Onzak is given to Yeshua, Nit alz machnes es Yisrael l'aretz l'asas melech. This commandment, this, this directive was to Yeshua as Hamelech Hoyokeira. Not because he's the one who brought them into Eretz Yisrael, but because he's the one who is their king. And Gimel, but Gilait with Chilas Eila Dvarim, Nitigan Satera Rashi is clarifying that they read Chumish Dvarim and not the entire Tater, which Meshach gave to the Kernim. But read only Chumish Dvarim. So Rashi, the Hamelach Hoya Kater, is to emphasize that it was not a one time thing. It was a constant thing every seven years. As long as the Yidden had a king, there would be the mitzvah of Hakel and the king would read. 
And therefore, in the so the, in this first line of Rashi, Rashi is clarifying three things. Number one, that this was something that was done consistently whenever there was a king. Number two, that it was Yeshua who's reading, but as a king. And number three, not as a Torah, as the entire Torah, which he just gave to the Kehan of Levi, but as a Torah, as means specifically Chumash Dvarim. Now in Sif Dalit, sorry, in Sif Hei, the Rebbe is going to explain what is the proof from the Psukim that we're learning in Parshas Vayelech that we're reading Chumash Dvarim and not the whole Torah. The Hechel Sozagin has about Nitke Leinti Kanta Torah. The proof, the necessity to say that they were reading, the, that, that they were not reading the entire Torah is self-understood. Since the purpose of the Koyan, I'm reading these, reading these, these psukim, these parshiyos, is so they should hear, they should learn, and they should fear Hashem and observe the mitzvahs. What's necessary to read is those psukim or those parshiyos that will inspire and encourage and motivate the Yidin to fear Hashem and to observe the mitzvahs. And therefore Rashi says, you're reading Chumash Dvarim, and not just that, but Rashi specifies from the beginning of Eilah Dvarim, and doesn't just say Mishnah Teira, as we asked in Seif Gimel. The word Dvarim, as we know, Dvarim are, are Diburim Kashim, are harsh words. Eilah Dvarim emphasizes that He's speaking words of reproach. Which Moshe spoke right before his passing to encourage and motivate the Yidin to fulfill the mitzvahs. And so therefore Moshe now commands as the Melech Bedugmas Moshe that the king who is the, Moshe's successor who is taking Moshe's place that at the end of every seven years and the generations to come so should read these very same words of reproach to the Yidin. So Rashi is telling us that Moshe wants the, Yid, the, the king to encourage the Yidin to inspire the Yidin to fear Hashem and to fulfill the mitzvahs. And therefore he says, that we're reading Chumash Dvarim because the Chumash Dvarim, and specifically the, the beginning of Eilah Dvarim, which is where there are the Divrei Teichach that Moshe spoke, that he wants the king to repeat it every seven years to the Yidin. But the person is going to ask, not every single parsha and not every single pasuk in Chumash Dvarim is directly connected to inspiring the Yidin to fear Hashem and to observe the mitzvahs. So if it's all about the words of Teichacha, why would I read the whole Chumash Dvarim? I should choose certain sections. Therefore, Rashi emphasizes from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, as it is written in the Dvarim. The Melech, the king, began from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, and then he continued to read as it is specified in Mesechtesetah, where it is where it is listed those sections, those parshes that the king read, and which which parshes he skipped. 
So that's why it says Kedisim Mesechta Saita, and that's why it says it right there, and not at the beginning, not at the end, because it's referring specifically to which Parshish the king would read, so that we should know that the because we know from the Pesutah Shomikra that the Parshish that he's reading are for the purpose of inspiring Yidin to fear Hashem and to observe the mitzvahs. So therefore, we know that he's not going to read the whole Chumash Dvarim. How do I know which ones to read? Look at Mesach to say that Hashem doesn't have to specify it exactly to us here, but he has to tell us that not everything was read. And therefore, he says, in Mesach to Saita, it'll tell us what exactly was read. So, what we still have to answer is the final line of Rashi that the, that the king did this, read the Parshish on a wooden platform which was made in the Azara. And in Sivav, the Rebbe is going to explain how Rashi knows this and how it is relevant to the understanding of the Psukim. Because, says Sivav, it's better to this Ben Chamesh, the person, the student of the Psukim that's learning Psukim and Nashi, and he sees this Pasuk and he knows already. The king is reading every seven years, and he's reading Parshias from the Torah that are meant to inspire the Yidden and to encourage the Yidden to fear Hashem and to do Torah mitzvahs. But now he has a question. Since the purpose is that the Yidin should hear the words and this will inspire them and motivate them, is it move on? It's not understood. When the Yidin entered into Eretz Yisrael, there was more than 600,000 warriors, which means more than 600,000 people between the ages of 20 and 60. They're too common to the younger, and then you have all those children or adolescents that are under the age of 20, then you have the women. So you're talking about already close to 2 million people. And certainly when you're talking about years, as years go on in Eretz Yisrael, the numbers are certainly going to grow, going to increase. How is it possible that all the Yidin to hear the words of the king? And this is not a, 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 a shat, this is not a, 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 an in-depth question. It's a very basic thing. You just told it, Ben Chamesh the Mikra, that the, that the whole purpose of the king reading the Torah is, is so he could read Divrei Teichecha to inspire and encourage the Yidin. So he's going to say, one second, how is everyone going to hear? There's so many people. The fact that in other places we also find that Moshe spoke to all the Yidin. And we don't see this question being raised. Number one, in those places, it doesn't say explicitly that the women and the children participated. It doesn't say that everyone had to hear everything directly from Moshe and everybody simultaneously. However, over here by Hakel, it says explicitly that this was to include the men, the women, and the children. It is, you read it to their ears, they have to hear it. It has to inspire them, it has to, it has to do something for them. They have to be able to hear it. So, how is it possible for so many people and everybody to be able to hear? The Rashi is compelled to add to his explanation that the king was standing on a high platform, a very high space, 
so he could be seen by everyone, because when you could see the person who's speaking, it helps you focus. One can in heaven, and that must be able to hear. The higher he is, the more direct his voice can carry to, to further spaces. And if he's on a high platform, everyone could see him, everyone could hear him. And this answers the question. How did everyone hear him? Because the king was very high up and his voice carried be, way beyond uh, uh, the space that it, would, uh, that it would carry if he was standing on the floor. Now as soon as Rashi tells us that he was on a platform, Rashi immediately has to clarify that this was made out of wood that was bazara, which they would make in the Azara. By this, Rashi dispels Questions, which arise based on things that we already learned in Chumash. Once you tell me that there's a bima, there's a platform in the middle of the, uh, of the Beis Amigdash for the king to stand upon, uh, or to sit upon rather, when reading the, the, these psukim, immediately some of the things that I already learned raise questions to me that I needed Ashi to clarify for me that this was Shalaitz and Shalaitz and Bazar. Number one, Aleph. Since it says, when are you reading this Torah? When all of the Yidna are going to come to see the countenance, the Pnei Hashem Elekecha, the face of Hashem. Is Mashman doesn't give endort voices, given Pnei Hashem Elekecha, Bifnim Ineveinig. So where is the pun and where is the face of Hashem? Where is the essence of Hashem? The closer, the deeper inside you get into the base of English you get, the closer seemingly you are to the face of Hashem. Especially since the word Panim means face, and Pnim means inside. So you would imagine, where do I find the Panim of Hashem? This would constitute a huge miracle that all of these people should be able to fit inside the Beis Amikdash. And, and also, how would, I be, how would I think that I could change the layout of the, of the Beis Amikdash that was laid out already in the, from the time of the Mishkan, where the Shulchan is, where the Mizbeach is, where the where the Menorah is, how would I think that all of a sudden I could change the layout and put a, a, a bima in the middle? Zokt Rashi, Nevarash says, Bazar. This was not in the actual Heichal, in the actual Beis Amigdosh. It was in the Azara, in the courtyard. As we find in Chumash numerous times, the glory of Hashem re revealed itself. We actually had a Sicha about this, about the, about, 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 uh, Moshe and Aaron, I don't remember which, 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 uh, which parsha it was on, but that many times that the Yidden gathered, they gathered in the Chatzar Oyel Moed, in the courtyard of the Oyel Moed, and the Abishta revealed himself in the, by the entrance to the Yidden who were in the Chatzar. The Chatzar of the Mishkan parallels the, the Azara in the Beis Amikdash. So that makes sense. So, so to say that it was in the Azara. So that answers the question where everybody was. Where, how was the room for everyone? Because it was in the Azar, it wasn't, it wasn't in the Hechel. Base, there's another question that Ashi is clarifying. We learned about the Mishkan, that the various different uh, utensils were used on a daily basis. Obviously, this also was in the Beisam The things that are in the Mishkan were there for daily use. Why would I place something there that's only going to be used once in seven years? Besides the fact that it would probably get in the way. 
You're trying to, to, to maneuver, run, come from the Mizbeach to the thing with the blood, with the, with the various different things that you have to do in the base of Mikdash, and smack in the middle of the Azara, there's this massive, uh, uh, um, massive bima. Therefore, Rashi adds, number one, it was wood. They would constantly make it. Number one, it was, it was a temporary. It was stone or something. Stone is permanent. But if it's wood, it's temporary. You could put it up, you could take it down. It was then made specifically for the hakil. Every seven years, they would make a new one. It was something that was done again and again because it didn't stay there for seven years. So to answer the question, to answer the question of where were they, how could they fit everyone in the Mesamik? Just the answer is they were, the, they were in the Azara. And to answer the question, why would you put up something for, 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 for seven years, uh, for one, one time in seven years, and wouldn't it get in the way? The answer is, is they would put it up for the Akil, and then they would take it down and get rid of it. And the next time they would build another one. And with this, you go into the Rashi, and you see how all of the details are, are exactly precise. Rashi tells, says, HaMelech HaYokeira. To tell us, number one, that it wasn't a one-time thing, but it was every time, as long as there was a king, every seven years they would read it. Why would they read it? In order to be the Yidin, to, to fear Hashem and to do the mitzvahs. And therefore they would read from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, which is the Divrei Teichach of Rabbeinu. But they would skip around in Chumash Dvarim, because they would only read those parts that are necessary to be the Yidin, to inspire them to do Teiru mitzvahs. And therefore, if you look at Masech Tasaita, you'll get a detailed list of what they would read. For example, I have the Mishnah in front of me, from Eila Advarim till Shema, then they would read Shema, which is in Vashchanon, Vahoyim Shemaya, which is in, uh, which is in Ekev, Aser to Aser, and Kisachalala Aser, which is in A, Parsha Samelech, which is in Shaftim, the Brachas and the Klolis from Parsha's Kisave, until the end of that Parsha. So, we, so, the, so there it tells us exactly what was read. And if you're going to ask me, where did they stand? The, uh, how, did they, uh, how did everyone hear? The answer is he was an Abim So I won't could hear him from the, from, from the platform. And if you're going to ask, and if you're going to ask, where did everyone fit? The, 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 this Bima was in the Azara. And if you're going to ask, why would you build something to, 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 to stand around if it's only going to use it once in seven years. So he says it was made out of wood, it was temporary, and it was it was remade every year, every every seven years, every time it was necessary. So this answers all of the questions of the Mechamish Lamikra that he has on the actual Psukim, and that's why Rashi puts in these details exactly as they are. All of the other details that are in the Mishnah and Masech Saita are already not relevant to the Psukim, to the Psutish Lamikra, and therefore Rashi doesn't bring them down. In Sif, in Sif Zayin, the Rebbe is going to bring in Yonim Mufloi Malderech Halacha. Even though Rashi is Psutish Mikra, but very often, or, or at least on occasion, we could deduce from Rashi something that is practical, uh, has a practical application in the area of Halacha. So here we're going we're gonna, to uh, focus on a Halachic ramification from this Rashi. From the Rashi, from the incredible, beautiful things. Uh, in the area of halacha that we could derive from this Rashi. In Demos the Melech Leint, the Parshish Mishnah Teira, the fact that the king is reading the Parshish, 
um, from Chumash Dvarim, there's two ways to approach it. Number one, see this is a din in Melech. It's a aspect, it's a detail within the within the laws of king. That a king, one of his obligations of the king is that he has to read the parshius of the Torah during Hakel. It's not about it, it's not, not a din in king, it's a din in Hakel. At the in the year of Hakel, the parshius have to be read by the king. Now, it doesn't change the halacha, but the question is, what is the emphasis here? Is it a part of the king of, of the mitzvah of the king, or is it part of the mitzvah of Hakim? And you have a similar discussion about the bima that was made. Is it for the honor of the king that we're building a platform upon which to for him to read? Or is it the din and hakel that in order for the hakel to be done right, there needs to be a bima? We go back to the first question, which with regards to the king reading the parashiyas atayda, is it a din in melech or is it a din in hakel? will be dependent on what is the source in the Torah that the king has to read. What do I mean? Rashi in his Mishnah Rashi in his Pirush on the Mishnah Masech Tasaita, he says like this, This Kriya, this reading was done by the king. As we learned in the Sifri, Beparshas HaMelech, on the parsha of the Melech, which is which is the parsha of the mitzvah of appointing a king in Parsha Shaftim. Where it says over there, the Pasak is when the king will sit on his royal throne. The and he should write uh, this Torah. So, so the Sifri Darshins in the fact that it says as Mishnah Torah from this we learned that when on Hakil, on the day of Hakil, you read Chumash Dvarim. Das heist, melerim das up on a pasuk in Parshas Melech. According to that Rashi, Rashi on the Mishnah in Soita, the 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 fact that the king is reading the psukim is learned from a from a din from a pasuk. I'm sorry, in the parsha where it discusses the dinim of a king. So this would mean that probably this is one of the obligations of the king and therefore it's written in that parsha and it's de de derived from that parsha. But if you're learning it from our parsha, like Rashi does in our parsha, Kenal is moving. Then obviously if you're learning it from the, the, the parsha of Hakel, then obviously it's a din in Hakel. So if you learn it from the din in, 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 in Minui Melech, then it's a din in Melech. If you learn it from a din in Hakel, then it's a din in Hakel. So according to this, we could, we could conclude. As Rashi, when he touches Chumash in Parshas Vayelech, he's going according to the Simple understanding, the basic understanding of the Psukim. Learned, he learns as the he learns that these are details within the mitzvah which is learned from the pasuk which is said by the dinim of hakel to read this Torah. Both that which the fact that the king would read which that would include the building of the bima, the platform at the stage because 
according to the way we explained it over here, that the reason why we're building a bima is so that everyone should be able to hear. So these are all aspects, elements of the din of Hakel. So Rashi, the Perusi Alatera, is learning that the king reading and the bima being there so everyone should be able to hear is all part of the mitzvah of Hakel. However, in Rashi's Pirush and the Gemara, he's a Mefaris Pshuta Shalom Mishnah. He is taught over there, Rashi teaches how to understand the Mishnah. When the Mishnah Ruftas on Parshas Amelech, the Mishnah refers to it Parshas Amelech. In, in, in the Mishnah over there, where it says what to read, he calls it Parshas Amelech. And in Hemshech Amishnah, is Mudgis Kama Pa'amim Kvedish Amelech. And throughout the Mishnah, there's a number of times where the Mishnah emphasizes the importance of honoring the king. For example, Mishnah says, The king is sitting on the platform, on the stage. The attendant of the shul, of the, of the gathering, takes the sefer and gives it to the head of the knesses of the shul. The Rosh Knesses gives it, the head of the Knesses of the Shul, gives it to the Sgan Kohen Gadol, to the deputy of the Kohen Gadol. The deputy of the Kohen Gadol gives it to the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Gadol gives it to the king. This is all a way to honor the king. That there's an entire procession of people that pass the Torah from person to person until it's placed into the arms of the king. And then the fact that the king reads sitting down on a throne, on a, on a, on a royal seat, is another element of the, of the honor of the king. Similarly, with regards to the building of the Bima, it says in the Mishnah, we make it for him, for the king. So if you look at the Mishnah, it seems to go along with the fact that this is all part of the honor of the king. And the Gemara learns that this is a din in the mitzvah of Melech. So there's two ways of looking at it, which depend on how you learn the source in the Chumash, from where we learn that the king should read these parashis. So Rashi over here very clearly explained that it's learned from Tikkunas Atayrazes, which means that Rashi Bipsudishal Mikra is following and is following the approach that this is all dinim in elements and details within the mitzvah of Hakel. Shankin in the Gemara it seems that Rashi is following the approach of the Mishnah that these were details within the mitzvah of of the king, honor of the king. Sivchas is Yena Shaltera, the Hasidic dimension and the deeper dimension of this Rashi. Shengret feel Mola Zatere, Nitzchis Zatere is eternal. Chach the mitzvah of Hakel begasmes and Bezmigdus is yes, Nitzchayach. And even though we can't physically fulfill this mitzvah of Hakel because there's no Bezmigdus, is the Abedoyin Avedo Ruchnis in the Mishkan of Mikdus Prati versus Betechalachadachad Misrael, but it could be observed on a spiritual level in the personal Mikdash that exists within each and every Yid. The Teichan Enyi von Hakel, the spiritual dimension of Hakel, is the kibbutz for Hakalof and Allah's Anakechas and Nefesh. To gather together, to bring together all of the faculties, all of the strengths that he has in his, in, in his, in his life. Together with his thought, speech, and action. To bring them in and to establish them all within his Besamikdash. To utilize all of his Kechas and his Levushim, and, and his to use them all to serve Hashem. That's what it means Hakel. Hakel on a personal, spiritual level is to take every, every, all of the strengths and all of the uh, abilities that the person has and bring them all together to serve Hashem with them in his personal Besamikdash. And in order to do this, you need to have the king would read. 
What calls out and brings down all of these strengths together into the person is through the Melech, the king. What's the king? The king refers to the bittel and the Kabbalah, so the acceptance of the yoke of the kingdom of heaven that every he does. That's what makes him the Melech. And, that, and, and, that's the, and that's how you get it done. You want to be able to gather all your keiches to serve Hashem, it has to start from Bittul and Kabbalah As the Tzimach explains with regards to a regular king, not just the king within us, and the king draws down the idea of Kabbalah's oil, accepting the yoke of Hashem and fear of Hashem to every Yid, we had this in the Sicha a few weeks ago as well. So, so too in the person's in the person's own life that in order to get, bring down all of his kaiches, he needs to have bitl and kabbalah sail. Therefore, we say that the king reading is relative, is relevant to the hakim. The leman yishmu or leman yilmadu the ability to be able to hear and learn. And fear Hashem is can only happen if it if it comes about through Kabbalah's oil, through the acceptance of the yoke of heaven. If it comes from a place that because he enjoys it, or he derives pleasure from it, then it could become tainted by his own ego. And then it will not be able to, to be, will not be able to complete the purpose of the fear Hashem. In other words, in order to do the mitzvah of the man to gather all of my kaches and to have uh, to uh, to revere Hashem, in order I have to have kabbalah soil. Because if I'm doing it for my own personal enjoyment, for my own personal motives, then. I'm not going to be able to fulfill it properly. So in order to do this idea of Yoru of, Hashem, of, I need to gather all my kaiches, and in order to do that, I have to have Kabbalah Sahil. To them come to the Hemshech, but then there's a continuation in Hashem. As the Kabbalah Sahil, the Yirid of Zayim Ba'ifin Shal Bima, that although it's Kabbalah Sahil, although I'm, I'm, I'm displaying a, a reverence, and, a, and, 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 and I'm subduing myself, to the Abishter, at the same time, there has to be a bima, there has to be a stage, a platform. If you only have awe and fear and Kabbalah's oil, it can break the person and it'll become like a doorstep. You won't be able to do the, this, this, this task properly. Therefore, it's taka, kabbalah's oil, and bittel, which is humility and, 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 and subduing oneself. But it has to be in a manner of bima, at nuah fun takif, in a mode of strength. He's gaber kari, to become strong like a lion. Eich mitzadem ken bayimzayn diagbav, is nasus, if in Yitzhara, because through this he could rise up and overpower his Yitzhara, the yargiz on his tevah Yitzhara, to make the Yitzhatev angry at the Yitzhara. In other words, the, the person needs to have a subdued approach, but the subdued approach has to be together with inner strength and, and, and pride. When the Agbav is Nasus and them Kabbalah's ale, paled, 
and if you can hold yourself high with this in the proper way, this can impact, can, can affect as the Kriya from Amalekha Yokeinah of the Herdven. That when the king calls out, when the king reads, it should be internalized. That it should have a, 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 it should it should be able it should la have a lasting effect and a permanent impact on the person's koiches on the person's strengths and on his thought, speech, and action throughout the year. The Bible However, you have to make sure as has to be made of wood, something that is done. Regularly in that Zorah. <clears throat> this, this mode of lifting oneself up. So it should be like something that's wood, something that's temporary. And only utilize it when you're engaged with holy matters, when you're in the Azorah. When he's gathering all of his Kaychas to serve Hashem. If he's not in the Azar, if he's not in the courtyard of the Beis Hashem, when he's not in a lofty space of holiness and serving Hashem, this could lead to hardiness. This could lead to rising, to, 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 to lifting himself up in, in, in the wrong way. So therefore it has to be, you have to have the Kabbalah's oil, that should gather all your keiches together. It has to be on a bima. It has to be something that, although it's kabbalah soil, although it's although it's humility, nevertheless, it has to be with a sense of of strength, with a strength of lifting oneself up, li lifting oneself up. But that's only at certain times when you're in the azada, when you're engaged in holiness. When you're not engaged in holiness, lifting oneself up too high, like we discussed in last week's sicha. Uh, with regards to the mica, with regards to the to, to the guardrail, then the, the, if you lift yourself up too high, then it could become a problem. As we stand in the days of preparation to the year of Hakel, when the sikhah was said, it was right before the it was the onset of a Hakel year. Every yid is given the strength to be able to fulfill the idea of hakil in his own personal base amigdash. And through that we merit to fulfill the mitzvah of hakil in a literal sense. In the base amigdash, especially in the third base amigdash. We will merit to hear the reading of the Torah from Melech HaMashiach in this upcoming hakil year. May it be a wonderful year upon us and upon all Yidin, wherever they may be. And let us hope that now that we are at the end of a Hakel year, we should merit within this Hakel year to have the Melech HaMashiach come and read to us Psukim of Teda and inspire us to fear Hashem and to observe the Teda. May it be B'meheda v'yameinu mamash.